Okay, now we're recording. Yay. Great. Well, I was actually going to say, since you said something about the wine, propose something to our listeners. Uh-huh. So, I drank an entire bottle of wine watching two epi- the last two episodes of Outer Banks. <laughs> do our listeners want us to cover Outer Banks? And if they do, then you have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I haven't like, seen already, it yet. Like, it's not, it's on my it's list, not, like, out of but, your yeah, realm just, of what you want. It's not a priority. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it, and I've oh. already attacked the people in my life that I know who have watched it, but I feel like opening it up. Sure. So, when this episode airs, I'll put a poll up on the the gram, mm-hmm. and y'all let us know if, if Outer Banks is something you want us to cover, because I have some thoughts and feelings okay. about it. Granted, right. I drank four glasses of wine watching, <laughs> like maybe an episode and a half. Oh, well, you so. know, it happens to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I got those new wine glasses, and they're so pretty, but they're mm-hmm. like deception like I pour and then I like realize I've poured half the bottle but because of the oh you can't the, like, like, tell yeah like depth it's perception the depth bad. perception's oh. real weird on them so but okay should we yeah, get this thing started for go. our lessons talking about their favorite themes on silver screen they'll try to stay on theme who said that this podcast was spoiler free it's time for single best scene A Little Bit of Lexus is um, no. uh, a song that I wrote. <laughs> I love that Andy wrote it. I know. Okay. This looks like a full music video, so. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm a Lamborghini. I'm a Hollywood star. I'm a little bit tipsy. When I drive my car, I'm expensive sushi. I'm a cute, cute shot. I'm a little bit single. All the people dancing. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a Welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode is Shit's Creek. Creek. Finally, woo! Netflix finally blessed us with season six earlier in October, so now we can finally cover it in its entirety. A blessing in this year. So, truly a blessing. I mean, and it's like we watched them sweep the Emmys and just like blindly trusted that that last season was worth all those Emmy nominations. I know, right? And I then no watch idea. and like watching it, I I confer- it confirmed it for me. But it was yeah. it was funny celebrating all of their success and then being like, can't wait to watch. Right? Can't wait to see that. You <laughs> see, know, like, see why you were all right. given Emmys. It's this like last hearing year. the team won the game and then having to watch the game afterwards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Ah, okay. I want to see how it happened. Yeah. But okay, so do you remember what your intro to the show was? Why? How nope. you found it? Okay, so that's funny that you don't. I well, kind of my memory's a black pit, so. Well, yeah, no, you don't remember anything anyway, but I remember I binged it. So I lived in a studio by myself, obviously, it's small, but I binged it all in one day, and you were still living in Dallas at the time, and mm. you came over the next day, and I was like, I think this show's good, and I forced you to watch it with me. Got it. So we watched it all, like, right when it aired. 
Season one. Season one. When yeah. it aired on Netflix, not obviously. Right, right, right. Because it was, it took a while for it to air in the States because it had to be, per, like, pop TV, like, all of mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I vividly remember telling everybody being, like, okay, it's really weird and, like, the title's yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah, Like, I did a lot of, I don't claim to have been, like, a forefront <laughs> on a lot of TV shows. A lot of shows I watch, like, I watched Gossip Girl for the first time in its entirety, like, three months ago. So, I don't right, claim yeah. to always be on the, the top of the trends, but I will... Right. Give myself Shit's Creek. And then <laughs> when Netflix told me to watch it, I did. And then watched it live, I think starting in season three. I watched it on Pop TV. Got it. So when you said that you didn't remember, I was like, that's because it happened at my studio in like the world. Right. You left and moved and yeah. traveled and did all your stuff. Yep. So getting kind of into the show a little bit, we have so much to cover. Like, yeah. A lot to cover. And we'll do our best to make it make sense and, and whatnot. But, um, what do you rate? Let's go back to the beginning. What do you rate the pilot of it? So I thought the pilot was like 12 out of 10. <laughs> wow. Um. So, okay. But I was like bought into the show like immediately because I just like this kind of comedy that's, it's like a mix of like, I think the perfect mix of like a little like slapsticky a little physical comedy, a little, and also, like, clever. Like, you also have to be listening. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get, like, surface all the surface-level jokes, and it's still funny. Or you can be, like, listening and get the also sub-level of jokes, and then on a rewatch, you're, like, getting actually the undercurrent snides, like, half-remark jokes. So it's just, like, it's rewatchable, which is amazing and just shows like the complexity of how they wrote it like they really wrote it to be a smart show even though it's stupid right like Mm -hmm. the whole thing is so dumb but so I thought the plot was or the pilot was like just amazing from the get-go like the opening of the house and the maid opening the door and the FBI like busting in and then like and it was just like fast 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 I'm like the panic of their house being like torn apart and Moira screaming about her wigs and Alexis on the phone with a little charm. Like everything was just chaos. You were like sold from the cold open. Yeah. Like you're just like, I want to know. I Well, everyone loves like a rich person takedown. Uh-huh. So I think that also was part of it. You're like, I want to know what happens to this fucking family. So, um. Well, and like, I think that that's like a perfect, the wig thing is a perfect example I think of what you're saying which is the first time I watched it I was like okay she's just screaming and being dramatic and then I like watched the rest of the show or whatever and Mm -hmm. went back and watched it again and I was like oh no she's talking about the wigs as like they're people People. yeah like that didn't click for me the first time I watched it and so then upon second like Uh rewatch I was like oh my gosh she yeah like these people don't put Lorraine with Shirley they don't like each other (laughs) I was like is she talking like I just was like so overwhelmed like not overwhelmed no yeah but I was like there's so much going on that I didn't think that she would have named her way like that was just so yes at the moment absurd and you know as you watch the show yeah. That's yeah. Like what was your score for it? Absurd part of Moira. Mine was a nine out of ten. Okay. So I didn't give it like. Just, sure, sure, sure. But I gave it high praise. Yeah. Um. So I think the first the people who watch the pilot and don't like the show is because mm-hmm. you're not sure if you're supposed to like them or not. Right. Which I don't think you are in episode one. No. I think you fall in love with them over the yes. course of the first season. For sure. But I think people who are like these, they're not like likable. Right. Right. Those are the the people who like I've tried Chits Creek and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm like I understand I understand where they're coming mm-hmm. from. It's also okay to watch shows where you don't like the main character. Like, right, that's not, right. like, a requirement of a show. True. Um, but, like, by the end of the first season, I was like, I want to be a Rose. Like, I will be adopted. Yeah. Like, how can we do this? 
Um, it, I will say, like, it sets the, the pilot is extraordinary, like what you said, mm-hmm. and covers a lot of the family dynamics, like, yes. pretty effortlessly. Like, yeah. you're able to kind of understand, like, like right off the bat. They don't see each other a lot, but, like, David and Alexis, like, mm-hmm. like each other, they just aren't right. friends because they don't live uh-huh. ever in the same place, and Moira like, and Adult-dependent children. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, like, my last note, which will never not be funny to me, that the family moved to the town when Alexis and David are fully grown adults and could have hypothetically moved anywhere and gotten a yeah. job like a normal person. Doing anything else, But, yeah. like, their gut instinct was like, I'll go with mom and dad. Like, I don't know. Like, the family's okay. money crumbling. Although, it's the plot of the show. No, I know, I know. But, but now that I think about it, this is something that would happen on fucking Succession. Uh-huh. Of, like, that rich family. Of, yeah. like, they would just panic and, like, all, like, consolidate. Well, like, how am I supposed to make my right, own like, money? I would never do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I actually will say at the season six... Like, one of the last episodes in season six, mm-hmm. when, you know, spoiler if you haven't watched it, we we're going to cover, obviously, the whole series, yeah, so this, turn uh, it off. spoiled, yeah. But um, one of the last things, and I have it in my jokes, is Moira's, like, talking about how they're going to leave, and they're going to go to New York and do all of these things, yeah. and Johnny's like, we can't abandon the kids, and she's <laughs> like, they're practically middle-aged. I know. Like, like, I think, my, and I think that that's, like, a perfect example of how much this family's growth is, which at the well, beginning, there yeah. was no, they didn't think their kids could live on their own. The kids and didn't think they could live on their own. 100%. Like, this right. family And by the time they get to the end, they're, like, choosing to, to leave. leave. Or yeah. choosing to stay to together. Say, like, they're right, choosing right. The family is choosing to not be, live together anymore. Yeah. Like, which, like, oh, I just I thought of a moment that, like, warmed my heart. But, um, okay, you go into now your, like. Okay, so, more specifics on the pilot, um, just, you know. You're already buckle up. You're on the ride for a lot of small details on this episode, everybody. Hope you're enjoying that. Um, so <laughs> we get a lot of things at the beginning. So Johnny insisting when okay the, when the financial advisor or whatever who's like explaining to the family what's going on and mental picture the four family members are sitting in chairs and they're now empty house and they're sitting in front of their huge life size family portrait. Yes. And um, then the guy is explaining things to them. First of all, like, that just, like, setup is so fucking funny, so brilliant. The portrait is one of the jokes we get. It comes back in a later season where they end up back with it, but it's so absurdly big for their new life, which speaks to, like, our life is different now than it was. And, like, our old life is We can't just pop back into our old life. It, it also is, again, like, they use it smartly. They don't just, like, bring it back for a gag. Like, it actually That's like with Stevie. adds up. Stevie's like, there's not a whole lot of... Like, there's not a high-demand market for yeah. life-size portraits of, of other people's families. families. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh and they're now surrounded God. by people who, like, tell them that that's fucking yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, anyway, but so we get that. Um, we also get Johnny insisting that owning the, like, the kids are like, you actually bought that town? Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, the joke was you own the town. And Alexis is like, why don't you just photoshop it <laughs> and he's like no the joke like him insisting that the joke was actually owning the town is also like perfect generational thing yeah it's also the most johnny <laughs> yes ever. yes like he's not even right liar. he's so like so the straight man like yeah, yeah, to yeah. this whole family and so we also get this is like three minutes into the that's show. what i'm saying like the family dynamics yeah yeah and david is like a gas like he can't like he can barely remember that 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 even happened because he was like nine or whatever when he bought this town for him so we also get Alexis on the phone with her boyfriends, <laughs> and we get more in her wigs, as I said earlier, and then um, once they actually get to um, the motel, Moira says something about, like, Keds, like, you better get the bags, because apparently in hell there's no bellman. <laughs> <laughs> Moira 
has a really like, early season one Moira has the best kind of throwaway one like liners dark, yeah, where yeah, she's yeah. like like we're going to sleep pray we don't wake up yeah. <laughs> like oh that God. stuff I have that in my I think that's in here and then um Stevie and David's like snarky intro of their friendship is also like you like we knew as the audience that like they were gonna be friends because he was like like she he asked goes and asks for towels uh-huh. and then asks us they're the business center and she was like, yes, the towels. And she's like, oh, yeah. And the business center is like out the door to the right past the sauna. And without missing a beat, David's like, eh. And then like, like he doesn't, like he knows that, like they're on the same level. Like yeah. he sees her immediately and is like, no, you're fucking like, you're fucking with me. Like, fuck you. Like, yeah, like we can hang. We'll speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. We speak the same language. Yes, 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 yes. Call yes, you yes. out. Right. Like, we're going to hurt each other's feelings, but it's like out of love. And then one of my favorite things, which is the menus, um, <laughs> we get because the, they go to the, the cafe. Cafe Tropical. And, or yeah, tr- Cafe Tropical. And um, the menus that fold out four times, which I just fucking love any jokes about like Americana. When we do it about ourselves, which granted is a Canadian show, but like it's, I feel like Canadians can share this. Like, yeah, yeah, they, laughing yeah. about ourselves. We're like, it's diner culture. Show. It's diner culture. So, you know what I mean? It's us and I'm assuming Canada. But, um, yeah, the menu thing is so fucking funny to me. They, um, this kind of joke, and I've mentioned it before, but like they do on like Parks and Rec whenever mm-hmm. it's like the, the baby sized sodas are like they're trying to outlaw them in the town or whatever, and the townspeople are mad. Like that kind of like poking fun at our own, like, stupid absurdness the ridiculous diner menu also and actually i've gotten to um like i have a picture of me with the yeah okay so last winter pop tv did two Mm pop-ups one in la one in new york and they brought schitt's creek to town for like three days i think and you had to buy it was free and but you had to reserve your tickets in advance and you could only do two and the event sold out in three minutes like Three minutes. And I expected them to, like, extend it, do a second weekend, whatever. No. That was it. One weekend in New York, one weekend in L.A., and I'm not even actually sure if it was open Friday. It might have literally just been Saturday, Sunday. But me and my friend got to go, and um, two of my friends, actually, and they had, like, little sets built. Like, they had a hotel lobby, like, the hotel front desk, and they had... Um, the bike that Alexis rides, they had the Rose Apothecary, they had the, uh, Johnny and Moira's bed, and they had the family portrait, they had Moira's wig, like, set up, and then they had a diner, like, booth in there. Oh, and they had Moira's Roses Garden. (laughs) Um, And so we got to sit at the diner, and, like, they had the menus and, like, little cubs, and, um, it was really, really fun, and we got, um... Keychains, like hotel key oh, yeah, yeah. keychains that I still use. It's really loud, but like I love it. Anyway, yeah, so that was very fun. Um anyway, and so yeah, at the end of uh the pilot, Johnny says, oh, Good night, kids, and Mario says, Let's all pray, we don't wake up. <laughs> That's so Amazing. Wait, you just reminded me of something, and now I just have a question. Mm-hmm. Is it Alexis's bike? The bit with that is that she doesn't know how to ride a uh-huh. bike, but yeah. Mutt gets it to her. her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think David also it. doesn't know how to ride a bike. Actually, Let's see, I, I mean, I think it's just like the like succession rich yeah, 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 yeah. culture where it's uh-huh. like you miss out on these things because right. you're doing you just, like other stuff. You're on like, a jet or something. You're like, like yeah, that. not doing like normal. Yeah. Air quotes, normal kid. No, no, no. And activities. let me just say that I am self-prescribing this um, before we get on to the next section, but I 
think I also, like, totally biased, love this show because from the jump, and a lot of my friends don't, like, are not a lot, but, like, I've had friends who are, like, I don't get it. Like you said, like, they watch the first yeah. episode, and I'm always, like, power through the whole first season because for some people, I think it's harder to buy in if they don't think there's any character growth at all, and particularly Alexis has zero character growth the whole first season and so it's sort of you're like okay this I don't get like you if you hated the first episode you're gonna fucking maybe also hate the whole first season because you're like what nothing is changing with these people like yeah they're not growing into this town I however love like totally blinded by the plot even honestly because I don't know anybody who could have been the fifth member of this family purely on personality than me. Yeah. <laughs> like, somehow I am, like, Alexis in mannerisms and in accent and David in dramatics. Like, I... Um, but also, like, Johnny sometimes, like, very realistic. But, um, yeah. So I, like, even right now... Personality-wise. Personality-wise, like, yeah, you're I... you're doing a lot of handwork right now. I know. That's the thing, because even if I think Alexis, I can like, do your little, like, mmm hands... Um, you know, like, tiny claws. Yeah, there's one point I will say, like, I agree, and, like, there's a lot of things that I'll be like, this was so you, like, I don't, our episode hasn't come out, but, like, in yes. the Dollface episode, I'm like, that's so yes. something you would do. But in- uh, well, that's with, the thing, they, like, say the things that, like, I was thinking. Yeah. And I'm but, like, oh my god. You're like, oh, cool, I could say that. Like, I could say it out loud. Yes, I'm like, these are my people. And even, like, Moira's, like, desperation of, like, the whole, like, let's pray we don't wake up. Like, oh my god, yes, bitch. Like, But when Alexis, like, finds Mutt attractive solely for the beard, I was like, oh, this is Sophie. Okay, yeah, we'll get but into that. See, me and Alexis are, like, simpatico. Like, <laughs> and I will say, to your point, that people who, like, don't necessarily like Alexis because mm-hmm. she doesn't grow a lot in season mm-hmm. one, arguably, she grows the most out of any character on the, the show. In the whole show. I totally She has, agree. like, yes. Alexis in episode one and Alexis at the season finale. Totally different people. Are, like, yes. they have the same, like, the heart. And, like, then when you watch it back, you're able to see, like, a little bit more of Alexis's mm-hmm. heart coming through. Yes. Like, she is kinder than we give her credit, we for. Give her credit for because she, yes. like, mimics it with, like, insane, like, hand things and mm-hmm. like the way she says it you're like oh she's being condescending and then yeah the more you're like get to know her you're like oh yeah. she actually like genuinely likes twyla yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, she yeah, like yeah. cares for twyla and that's yes. her best friend right yeah she just didn't know how they didn't know how to be yeah people. she didn't know how to yes she didn't they, they didn't, didn't know how to be people yeah. who didn't work for them right which like i i'm gonna i guess we'll give them credit for like doing all that on purpose yeah no i think it was very but, deliberate in yeah. that um they wanted to show that they had never been in a situation where the people around them weren't paid to like them. Right. Or, yeah. like, they weren't other rich kids who were, like, like, I think in the last one, when Jocelyn, sorry, I'm jumping around a lot, but when Jocelyn's, like, doing a really good job selling at the store, and mm-hmm. David's, like, huh, maybe these are all her friends, because when my friend was made top real estate of the year, it's because he forced all of us to buy penthouses. <laughs> I was, like, oh, like, that's what you're that's what you think helping out a friend is. It's like right. buying a penthouse. Yeah, 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 yeah So yeah. that, like, they can up yeah. their commission. Right. You can't, like... Yeah. So, I do think that if you didn't like the show because of the lack of character... Perceived character growth... Uh-huh. Just, it's because it's earned. Yes. Like, it... it you feel like right. you went on this journey with, with these people them. and you yeah, see yeah, them yeah. slowly become mm-hmm. better people, which is, yeah. like, a realistic... Right. Thing. Yeah, I would say if you, if you think some of the jokes are funny, but overall you don't get the hype... Watch it until like through season two. The show's so short, like yeah, you can do that in like a weekend, season one's into. And if you still don't like it, go ahead and give it up. Like I'm not saying you need to watch it till the end, but like 
I do think you need to get into season two to realize that like they start adding they add the jazzy gals, they start adding more because, like townspeople, yeah. and it really helps fill out the show. And so it's even not just about this like immediate family and like their how much they fucking hate living in this shitty town. I would also recommend watching no it pun with. um i would recommend watching it with subtitles too if you're a little on edge because when i watch it with subtitles i read jokes that i didn't necessarily hear yes so um or speaking of jokes should we bop into the next section let's do jokes so how do you want to do jokes (laughs) i don't know i actually have said jokes what did she get sad (laughs) what's like a like a ridiculous word for jokes i'm thinking of it but i can't it's like shh Shenan- yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. You said that so <laughs> I loudly. <laughs> I can't, because my voice is so fucked because of that goddamn whole bottle of wine I had last night. And change. <laughs> um, so, <sighs> should have done some like, vocal like warm-ups before this. We should, because we're going to have a good amount of crossover. <clears throat> I just, like, gave myself a limit. I said I wasn't allowed to do more than 30 jokes. So, I just wrote down 30 jokes. I didn't count. So... Um, I did, oh. We'll have to listen on. to each other to do it, but I do have some bits. You have some bits, so why yes. don't you take Let's bits, do bits first. Okay. And I'll see if um, I have any that you So, have. I just overview on jokes, um, said part of what, like, what I, part of what makes, I thought, I think, I think part of what makes this show so culturally catchy and why people did go all in for it is it's so quotable yes and requires like really little context like you can pull a quote and use it in any like you can use a shit's creek quote probably for like any situation and like for like three days and you'd be fine oh the amount of time at work whenever i'm like i don't want to ask my boss how to do something and i'll say like can you just tell me this one thing and i'm sure <laughs> that like the people that i message it to because i obviously would never say it like in a meaning mean way but like uh-huh. that's like a shit's creek quote that like nobody it like it's just funny. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just, sometimes I listened, just joke for I us. listened to an interview with um, Dan Harmon, who created Community and Rick and Morty and all of that, and he was talking about how his favorite jokes from those shows aren't written jokes. They're the way they were delivered. So, like, if you were to read it, it would just look like dialogue. But if yes, the way they deliver it, it makes sure. it a joke. Yes. And I think that's how Shit's Creek is. Yes, absolutely. To where, like, so many more things are funny. So, like, maybe when we reread them, uh-huh. it, people who, like, are listening who haven't watched the show would be like, what the fuck is this show? Right. But just trust us that if our deliveries <laughs> match, that the, sh- the way it's delivered yeah, in the yeah, show yeah. makes it a joke. Yeah, for sure. So, you want to take um, some, some bits? Okay, so, yeah, some of my running gags, bits, whatever. As I've said, the menus. <laughs> also, David's sweaters. <laughs> That he's always in them, first of all, it's hilarious. No matter what season it is, his arms are always covered. Um, Moira not being aware of her children. Like, being a bad mom. Like, quote-unquote bad mom. Um, like, for example, Alexis something Rose. Like, not knowing her middle name, which was amazing. Um, Alexis's adventures that we always get, like, little bitty snips of. Like, one lines of, which are my mm-hmm. favorite. I think someone has, like, spliced them all together. I did not pull all of them. I just pulled two of my favorite ones, which was Alexis in a a conversation with Matt says, today marks the longest relationship that I've ever voluntarily had with somebody. And Matt says, voluntarily? And Alexis says, yeah. The longest, the actual longest relationship was, um, a three month affair with a Saudi prince. But for the last two months, I was trapped in his palace trying to get to an embassy. (laughs) I have... 
I have one of Alexis's stories too, if you have me to pop it in here. Okay. But it's when she's, um, I think she's introducing herself. And she says, my name is Alexis, and yes, I did not finish high school. Um, it's this long, boring story involving a yacht and a famous soccer player and tons of mushrooms. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Like, how did you not finish high school because of that? And then the other one I had was, I once dated this sultan's nephew who has forbidden to talk to me or even to look at me, and we made it work for, like, half a regime change. <laughs> I think she has another one when she's talking about when David doesn't have his license, and she's talking about how she had to, like... I don't know, do something in another yeah, yeah. company and get, like, a clap. Like, should I get, like, some oh sort of, God. like, insane um, license for something? <laughs> um, and yeah, then... Moira- someone did put... Sorry. Yeah. Someone did put together a compilation of all, all of her, her stories. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, they're all funny, let's be clear. It's a home run every time. Um, I, and also, once her parents realize that she has all the... Like, they're always shocked. Like, they're always like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you were kidnapped by Somali pirates? Like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> um, and then Moira's career, like, in general, is, like, running gag, but mainly in relation to Sunrise Bay. And I think they use it really well in the show, but it, it's always funny that, like, this... Like, I always think, oh, this is what, like, a soap opera star, like, a retired soap opera star, like, here, let's mind this. Um, also, just, like, the way Alexis says David, 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 David. <laughs> it's funny every time. Um, best wishes, warmest regards, which we get a couple times from Stevie and um, David. Then, a la the menus, the blouse barn. Just, like, the name of that store and within the context of, like, it's these Midwestern-ish, like, bumfuck town, whatever, in the middle of nowhere. And, like, of course, like, the big store in town is something with barn in it. Mm-hmm. And it, like, that was, I just loved that. I loved the whole plot with the blouse barn. Everything about that was amazing. And um, also, um, the, in relation to that, see, also... The asbestos best. Yes, that's one of my favorite books ever. <laughs> and their presentation that they did, like or their little song, like more yes, having to yes. do a one woman show and then can't. Yeah, she's like a oh, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. Seven. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> and it can't get going. It's just like again, like Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. and then the fruit wine. Which do we want to play the fruit wine commercial now, or do you want to do it? Time? So yeah, so I have like music moments slash videos instead. Okay, of we'll bits. do that. Um, I've got just two more. Okay. Um, the way Mara says "baby," which at first she does have some occasions of "baby," but it's like a very soft "y" even at the beginning. But it doesn't. I don't think until like three or four where she goes in for full "bebe." Um, and the first time she says it caught me so off guard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to rewind it. I think. <laughs> um, Bebe. It's Where just... is Bebe's chamber? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jocelyn and her Bebe. <laughs> um, and then last, um, all of Alexis and David's little insults to each other that are in place of like fuck off, right? Because yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. really like what they're like, or like fuck you or whatever. Like instead of saying that, they just say all these other things that are always amazing. And again, you like blink and you miss them. But um, some of a few a sampling is fall the bridge, please. <laughs> um, eat glass. Eat and, glass is my favorite one. Um, lick rust, <laughs> um, which I think eat glass and lick rust. Did someone on our Instagram? Yeah, so post I'll those? read through our Instagram after we okay. get through ours, cool. just because I think they're going to be pretty similar. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my musical moments and videos. So they're not 
we've already played one, so a little bit of Alexis I just think is so mm. brilliant, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a plot. Like, it was just a very funny... It was just amazing. An it amazing was just TV amazing. moment. It was just a great TV moment. Um, Moira singing at Carl's funeral when she didn't know the man yes. was so fucking funny to me. <laughs> and she makes it so slow and drawn out and, like, makes herself cry. And everybody else is like, what the fuck? Like, they had asked Johnny to speak, and Johnny was like, I don't know this man. Right. Yeah, apologies Never to miss man. an opportunity. Um, the tourism video in season six to make up, to make up for the bad press yes. was so funny. I think she's like, if you like fine dining, you'll love the tropical <laughs> cafe. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a town. Like, this town is here. <laughs> yeah, this is the town where I currently live. <laughs> I don't think she says live. I think she says am. am. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, as you alluded to, and we're going to play... <laughs> Moira's fruit, fruit wine commercial. Oh that was season one, episode I think six. Uh, like I that's think so such too. an early, yeah. brilliant moment. So why don't we play that? In the lee of a picturesque ridge lies a small, unpretentious winery, one that pampers its fruit like its own babies. See, she says it normal Hi. there. I'm Moira Rose, and if you love fruit wine as much as I do, then you'll appreciate the craftsmanship and quality of a local vintner who brings the muskmelon goodness to his oak chardonnay and the dazzling peach crab apple to his Come taste the difference good fruit can make in your wine. You'll remember the experience, and you'll remember the name. Herb Irvling. Herb Bing Livehanger. Livelink. Bingo Link. Oh, it's so good. I just think it was like such a brilliant thing. And then the callback to it in season six was yes. so just like so well placed. And like <laughs> It felt like they actually needed it. Like, it didn't just feel like they were, like, pandering to the fans. Yeah. And then the last musical moment is just all of the different iterations of Simply the Best. So, like, Patrick doing it open mic night was Mm -hmm. beautiful and sweet. David doing it was, like, kind of cute and cringy Mm -hmm. and, like, like, dancing along to it. And then having that be the song the Jazzy Gal sang as Patrick and David got married was just, like, the icing on the cake for that song. Yeah. So, those are, like, my, the, like... Music videos, musical mm-hmm. moments, mm-hmm. videos, whatever. So now we should move in to jokes. Do you write yours in chronological order? No, not really. They're Great. just <laughs> we're not. I mean, I think we'll be able to place them. Okay, um, but you can go. I just figured we would want. like if we were doing like the same episode, like we could just like. But I don't, uh, I don't know if it really matters. Even I mean, the show is. We can bop back and forth if you yeah. want. You could do a joke. I'll do a okay. joke, and we can. Ooh, okay. And we could just um, go from there. Okay, I've got um. Season one, episode five. Um, I have two. One is when Alexis calls him at handsome and homelessy. <laughs> <laughs> and then David says, Didn't you once take the wrong baby home from preschool? And Maura says, Alexis looked Chinese as an infant. How many times was I defend myself? <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, so mine obviously has no chronological order. But it's just Moira saying, oh, I'd kill for a good coma right now. Yes! Oh my god, I have that one on here. So, um, back to Oh, you. that's, um, that's in 13, episode, oh, okay. one, season one, episode 13. I oh, I'd kill early. for a good coma. I feel like it was early in the show, so that makes I, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, in season one, episode six, Alexis says, 
David, you're like 34. And he says, I'm basically 29. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Okay, my next one is Johnny yelling, tweet us on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When they're trying to do press for the motel. Oh my god. Uh, That was... Generational. uh, Amazing. Yeah, just like so perfect. That whole plot was brilliant. I mean, honestly, Alexis's whole PR career... So smart. So smart. Because it it actually made sense. So kudos. Her pubic relations. Her pubic relations. Oh my god. Oh my god. But, and it actually, like, not only did it make sense, but it it was something that she could do in the town. Uh Uh-huh. And something she could do out of the town. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like she became, like, a waitress at the cafe. It's not like she had, you know, was the, you know, the choir director at the high school or you know like other things that would be a little bit more tied to the place it was really something that was helpful the town needed and she could do and we also believe that this like 30 year old girl like could do PR well, especially like someone who spent a lot of their life in tabloids and yeah. in all of this stuff yeah. so she's not gonna just and I thought it was really nice that she didn't want to just go be a famous person right like she was gonna go work and like do yeah, the yeah. thing but like use the history of being a famous yeah, person. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what will be, like, uh-huh, exactly. tweetable or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. yeah, I agree. Okay, back to you. Okay, season two, episode one, which is... Oh, I was gonna save all of these to just talk about 2-1 together. Okay. okay. So, I will um, move that. But, okay. um, Season two, episode six, Matt says... Okay, this is when he shaves his beard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alexis is, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Which, again, this as we mentioned, one of the most relatable moments where, again, I was like, me and Alexis are the same person. I was just, like, manifested into this act, like, character. Um, because I also love a beard and would also be Alexis in this scene if this, if I was in her place, it'd be the same. So Mutt says, um, okay, because she's like, we should have talked about it. Mm -hmm. And Mutt was, like, so confused. He says, okay, what would we have talked about? It's my face. And Alexis says, um, you'd have said, huh, wow, Alexis, I'm thinking about shaving my beard. And then I would have said, mm, no, Matt, I don't think that's the right journey for you at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, literally, yes. Um, so, yes, just that entire scene I think about all the time. So speaking of that and something else I just thought of, two more like kind of ongoing runner bits for the show is Alexa saying, I love that journey for you. Or like yes. putting journey into things for other people. For other people, yes. And her second one I is when she says, I totally get that. Which yes. she like definitely yeah, doesn't like, get it. Well, I totally, totally get that. that. Um, <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. okay. So my next one is an Alexis quote where mm-hmm. she says, I don't want to brag, but Us Weekly once described me as up for anything. Yeah. And she says it with so much pride. In an interview. Yeah. <laughs> like her fake interview to get the job with Ted's, um, <laughs> that, yeah, that whole scene was amazing too. Sorry. Um, okay. Now I have the, um, write-off conversation where, which this isn't, it's when David is starting his business and so he starts buying all this stuff to yes. like. Because, like, companies will send you samples or whatever. Well, I think he was given, like, a, a sort of stipend for the yes, company. for the boutique. To, like, make the boutique better. Yes, yes, and yes, And he yes. took that as a way to make his personal mm-hmm, life. He was sampling, like, a lot, a lot of things. Better. Um, so we're going to play that now. And, okay, this, this recirculated 
when the Trump drama about the tax write-offs yes. came up. Um, it's now been too long and this year is a black hole, so I can't remember the details of it, but this meme I think was he, like, like, wrote off, like, his hair or, or something. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was, like, off, like, like $40,000 in hair, or spare, hair and personal yeah, appearance like or something like that. Like, it was, yeah, it was some really absurd amount of write-offs, and so this video clip was, like, circulating. So yeah, I'm thinking of bringing homeware um, into the store, so that's a write-off. That's a write-off? Yeah. Do you even know what a write-off is? Uh, yeah, it's when you buy something for your business and the government pays you back for it. Oh, and who pays for it? Nobody. You write it off. <laughs> who writes it off? I don't know. The government, the write-off people. What? Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> like, honestly, I'm not going to say that David's completely in the wrong because I'm not sure I would know how. <laughs> I know. Like, when, he, when Johnny says, who pays for it? And he's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. know. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I know it's like the like my company pays for my stuff whenever right, I travel right. and stuff. But there are moments <laughs> that I'm like, how do they just, like, allocate a certain amount of stuff for, like, this type of whatever? Anyway, yeah. very funny. Yeah, and yeah. also Brilliant. shows how... They don't understand the concept of money yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they're still they're getting better. Like that was the end of season. That was mm-hmm. mid season two. Yeah. So they're getting better. Um, but and I also will say I thought it was a really smart way to like differentiate Alexis's side of the room to David's side of the room. Like they yeah. needed to give him. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. like a really good like. Yeah, it was smart. It, it was a smart uh-huh. plot point <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. also a very funny uh-huh. conversation. Um, okay, so I have one that's when. Patrick asks David to play baseball, and he says, we just need a body, and David says, well, then go to the morgue. (laughs) Which is a great one. Um, Okay, episode two, or season two, episode nine, about Moira's nudes. (laughs) So just, like, the whole thing. Like, the whole plot was amazing. The fact that she was mad, um, that they couldn't find any nudes. And then, in this episode, the nudes come up because she's running for city council which i also thought was like a really smart thing for her to do and like made her more invested in the town and brought more of the townspeople into her life and also was just like fucking hilarious all the time mm-hmm. and uh so moira this is a conversation between moira and david re like the campaigns and like her outfit and some feedback she's gotten so moira says david 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 i have an urgent campaign related question i am approachable David said, is that a question? (laughs) Yes. The question is, I am approachable. And David says, that sounds like more of like a fact that you're sharing with me. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yes. Like, she just says a statement twice. Yep. I am approachable. I am approachable. Um, so I'm going to knock out two. So yeah. one of them is just David where he said, and I think it's probably a runner. So that's why I was thinking this one when he just says very uninterested in that opinion. Yes. I'm <laughs> very uninterested in that opinion. Um, and then the next one is an interaction between Moira and Roland. Um, I'll talk a little bit about Roland later, but, um, Moira goes into the city council office and says, who puts a picture of a ghost on my desk? And Roland <laughs> stares at her and like takes a full beat and then goes, that's the sonogram of our baby. <laughs> Which, she again, really thinks it's a ghost. Shows how unmaternal Moira must have been in a previous life. Oh, God. Okay, um, back to then you. Then we've got, in my chronological list, we've moved on to season three. Yeah, you're um, all over the place. <laughs> um, 
Alexis, when Alexis asked, what's your favorite season and Morris has awards, I which have also circulated because of the sweep that they did at the Emmys this year. Yes. So I actually wanted to say with that one, I had a conversation with my mom, uh, like three days ago where we were talking about a family member and I was like, well, what, like, what was his favorite season? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we can do something around then. Yeah. And she was like, baseball. And I was like, okay, okay Mora. So <laughs> what I actually met was like. Summer, spring, fall, winter. And she was like, "Well, then I guess spring." And I was like, "Normal answer." Great. Like, okay. It's not like whatever. But oh I was my like, god. Mom. There was okay. Another quote from Moira from that episode is, she says, "Alexis, I would be absolutely glee ridden if you would have lunch with me." <laughs> that's just so stupid. That's what they go to lunch and they can't find anything to talk anything about. Yeah, it's like she's trying to be maternal. Um, okay, so then when Stevie makes a toast and she says, we're drinking to me not becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> I really liked that one. And then another Stevie moment when she's, like, talking about when David's, like, come to New York with us. And yeah. she's like, I wouldn't even know how to live in New York. Yeah. And he says, you just watch a season of Girls and do the opposite of what exactly. they do. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Um... So, um, season three, episode seven, um... What you lack in most things, you make up for an un- unsubstantiated confidence, which I'm pretty sure Stevie says this to David. I could say that to you. Yes, that's right. Or, yeah, honestly, your brother too. Like, the <laughs> amount of blind confidence that some people... Like, not, I mean, it's it always works out. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, I that's... I feel like, Stevie, what you lack in most things, you make I thought up that for sounds an like unsubstantiated confidence. But I feel like... Let us know in the comments yeah, who said that quote. I, That'll I be, maybe in. you'll give away. You'll get a sticker. Yeah. You let us know who said that <laughs> yeah. quote without Google. Seriously. Um, yeah, your turn. Okay, so this is Alexis talking, and she says, Oh, in case you wake up in a car with your hands duct taped together, you can snap the duct tape by just raising your hands over your head and then bringing them down really hard. And her delivery of that and, like, explaining uh-huh. how to do it was so funny. In another moment where everybody was like, what the fuck? Like, right. what happened to you? Like, how did you? <laughs> how do you like, know how that? How do you know that? Um, okay, and then I'll just go ahead and knock out another yeah, yeah. one. Um, so this is a conversation between David and Stevie when he says, "I got these at a showroom in Paris," and he she says, "I got these on the clearest rack at Target," which I like <laughs> love. Anytime they show the parallel and they're like, if they wouldn't have lost all their money, there's just a zero percent chance that David would like have a best friend. Like he needed to be poor to find Stevie. I know, right? Yeah, like actual friendship. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next, I've got. Oh, Moira's roses garden. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, and from that same episode, um, David says, "Okay, is this how this is gonna go? Because we have way too much work to do today for me to feel attacked by way of an imbalanced social dynamic." <laughs> Which, like, I've never felt so hard. Like, I need to know what I'm getting myself into in two days so that, like, I can make sure everything is on track for me now because if it's unsettled, I'm going to be unsettled until then. So this next one is probably my, like, second favorite, maybe, like, top five favorite, like, things. And it's Moira, and she's talking to Twyla, and she says, and I'm going to talk about it later in our episode, so don't don't you worry, listeners. Mm-hmm. But her quote is, gossip is the devil's telephone, best to just hang up. <laughs> when she brought up the gossip, which, like, I think everybody feels when they start talking, and then the other person, like, piles on, and you're like, no, 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 never mind, I want, we're going to, like, whatever, but, um, 
yeah, I love anytime Moira and Twilight interact because that's truly the, like, least natural pairing through the entire show. But, like, they, like, do not speak the same language at all. <laughs> like, Moira and Twilight never do. <laughs> um, and I can go ahead and knock out one more. Yeah, yeah. So, when David, they're asking David what he's going to do for his birthday, and he says, I plan on popping a pill, crying a bit, and falling asleep early. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, that hasn't been, like, a 2020 mood. I literally the whole fucking year. <laughs> um, I know. Okay. Um, so, I've got... Okay, so, Alex, this is a conversation between Alexis and, and Johnny. Johnny says, Alexis, I have a favor. And Alexis says, oh, great. Um, I would love a ride to work. And he says, no, I meant... I have a favor to ask. And Alexis says, you just said you have a favor, as in, for me. <laughs> well, who says that? I have a favor for you? <laughs> oh, I love that. It's one of my faves. Um, okay, so when Alexis says, I don't skate through life, David, I walk through life in, like, really nice shoes. <laughs> Great moment. And then when David is having to go hunting and he says i could not be more one with nature i do coachella every year (laughs) (laughs) Um, i can't believe we didn't talk about this in the pilot but the uh, you know what david you get murdered first for once oh my god which is totally miss it it's it's it's, my turning point scene so we will eventually talk about it again but like it it needs to be said more than once because yeah they say it more than once it's one of my favorite like, like i will show that clip to people that's why I'm like, if you, you saw that and you weren't in, like, you weren't like, this show's for me. Yeah. No, David, you get murdered first. No, <laughs> you get murdered first. Like no, throwing you... the suitcases back and forth. <gasps> hi. Oh, we Rooster's are here. Okay. Hi, hi, hi. Maddie's awesome. best friend, Rooster. Oh, he's getting real under the table. Oh, yep, don't look at Mike. Okay. Hi. Rooster, you got stuck. Hi, buddy. Hi. Okay. There's not enough space for both Hi, baby. Oh, Mark. Thanks for bringing him in here. Exit stage right. Um, Love that dog. Okay. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Um. Okay, I have um season four, episode three. Moira says she's in bed and she says, there's an elephant in the room. And David looks around. <laughs> <laughs> like he does like a glance over his shoulder. And I just like, I was like, oh my God. Their physical comedy is so good. Um, not to like totally change the subject, but in season because I did just watch this episode yesterday. But when Ted shows up back when him and Alexis break up, and he's like, "I feel like there's an elephant in the room," and Alexis doesn't say anything, and he's like, "And I skipped the week where we studied large mammals." <laughs> <laughs> like Ted is such a dad. Like Ted's, his dad jokes. Ted's dad jokes are so cute. Um. Okay. So my next one is when they're talking and they say it's Alexis and David both having a conversation. With, I think with Stevie. And she says, my car's worth less than your pants. And then the other one says, well, I've seen your car and that makes sense to me. (laughs) Oh my God. Just a great one. And then this one I feel like deep in my soul with Moira when she says, I'm positively bedeviled with meetings, etc. Yeah. Like she says, etc. Yes. Like, can we start adding that to our vocabulary where we just don't want to do things? Yes. Yes. Like, I'm recording the podcast and etc. Etc. <laughs> it's like she didn't even come up with an excuse. No, no. I think it was when Twilight invited her to um, her murder mystery party and she's like, I'd like to RSVP as tentative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. 
god. Yeah, I love I use that quote a lot. I think about it for work. And then when you what you were saying earlier, kind of going off of that with Moira being approachable, mm-hmm. David's I think response to that is, you know, being approachable isn't that important anyway. The queen hasn't smiled since the seventies and her <laughs> birthdays are still very well attended. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So um okay, so season five, I just have I didn't, like, I wasn't, well, ran out of time to yeah. really deep dive. So for season five, I only have two. I've got, um, Patrick says, David, you have got to stop watching Notting Hill. It's not helpful for our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like someone would say to me about, um, who knows what in the future. And Gossip then, Girl. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Chuck Truly. Does not exist. That's an abuse. Girlfriends, stop watching Gossip Girl. It is not helpful for your relationship. <laughs> I could do like a PSA. That might be it. And then um, David says a whole different time. He says about Patrick. He told me he doesn't want my help. So I'm just going to play as a supportive partner and watch him fail. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um, Okay. So I have one, which is just Moira saying this wine is awful. Get me another glass. Yes. If you haven't done that at a restaurant drinking house wine. We don't know you. Then you are just rich. Um, and then another one is Moira when she says, I've lost all my skills and now I know how it feels to be utterly helpless like you and your sister. <laughs> Literally, that was amazing. Uh, um, and so, okay, um, the, I've got one from season, season six that, mm-hmm. um, when Patrick said, I think it's in the first or second episode, Patrick says, love you, and David says, at least one of us does. Oh, that's after. <laughs> that's after I think he pees the bed. Yes! Oh my <laughs> god, that was so, so funny. funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, my next one is from Moira, and she says, David, stop acting like a disgruntled pe- uh, yes. penguin. Yes. Which I think has been used outside of the Are you sure it's not pelican? It, I have penguin, but it could be, it sounds better as pelican. I'm actually, maybe it is penguin. David, stop acting like a disgruntled mm-hmm. penguin. I think it's penguin. Okay, so she could do the penguin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then this one was like low hanging fruit, but still so funny when Alexa says, "Where in season six? Where are my favorite groom and David up to?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I saved my favorite one for last. Okay. It's from season four. Mm-hmm. But when they think that Alexis is pregnant, and they look at David and they say, "David, how could you let this happen?" And he says, "I'm sorry, I'm not a condom." <laughs> actually bought a pin that says I'm sorry I'm not a condom and on one side of it it's like floating like the illusion of sperm and it's so funny I'll show I'll share it on the Instagram yeah, for y'all to see but I think that that is my personal number one favorite <laughs> funny moment from the show that's not um in my single best scene oh my god okay so so whatever you have left is up no to no no because... that's it oh that wow look at that yeah. high five Woo. We um, evened that out perfectly. Yeah, I did mine by time. So, you did yours by importance. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to now take a brief moment to read our um, comments that people left on our Instagram okay. so that y'all can know what, you know, fellow fellow listeners think. So, and we've probably already covered them, but I'm just going to read them again. Um, simply the best. Mm-hmm. This was just their favorite moment. Like, what are people's favorite moments? Are we saying who said it? Um, we can. So, Annabelle Ly- at Annabelle Line said... Um, fold the cheese, which mm-hmm. we will talk about. Don't you worry, listeners. Oh um, at Sophia Kioka said Moira babysitting Jocelyn's bebe <laughs> and the Crows premiere. Yes. Oh my God. Um, at Britt Randecker said, 
In the lee of a picturesque <laughs> ridge lies a small, unpretentious winery, one that pampered its fruit like its own babies. Herb Irving Furford Bingo Lingfucker. <laughs> and then she also commented, eat glass, yeah. which is a great one. Yep. Um, at A.L. Turner 87 says, when David walks into his store seeing the long line and some lady yells, hey, no cutting, and he goes, this is my store, who are you? And she says, well, I'm Darlene's cousin. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then he delivers his famous line. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Briga Marie said, where is Bebe's chamber? <laughs> <laughs> um, Caroline Weir uh, said, I legit cried at David and Patrick's wedding and their engagement and Simply mm-hmm. the Best, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. is great. And then she also commented, you get murdered first, David, <laughs> which is iconic. Yes. And then at Han Green B said simply the best. So those are what our our listeners think are Shit's Creek's notable mm-hmm. moments. Um so now let's kind of change the tone just a little bit. Um do you so while I think that this show, as we just spent more than half of an episode talking about jokes and bits, uh, it does also have some moments of like, kind of pull on your heartstring moments, whether it's, like, a happy, sad, where they decide to stay in the town and they're all dancing to James Morrison, and, um, or Moira shows up and surprises Alexis at graduation. There are moments that are happy, sad, and then there are moments that are just actually kind of sad. So which direction did you take your heartbreak scene in a, in a happy, sad moment or a, a truly sad moment? Mine was happy, sad. Okay. Um, I mean, there are, like you said, a lot of actually sad Yeah, moments. there's some sad moments, Like, for actually, sure. the family does, like, go through a lot. Um, and all of the characters and stuff. Even just, like, it was kind of sad to, when, in season, at the end of season one, when Ted proposed to Alexis and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. Ted. Yikes. Yeah. But... Whatever. My number one heartbreak scene, which, again, it's, like, happy heartbreak, or it was just sad. It wasn't a heartbreak scene. It was just emotional, I guess. Like, number one emotional scene, I guess. I'm going to rebrand this as usual, breaking the rules. Um, Season five, episode 11, Meet the Parents. It's when Patrick comes out to his parents. And as, if you've ever heard any interviews or whatever from the cast, like, or creators, they built this world without homophobia, mm-hmm. which is so refreshing to see. And it's like they don't call it out because, like, they're it's not there, so they don't. You know what I mean? Like, there's there are no... so many moments where, like, David and Patrick would just greet each other the way like we've Anybody traditionally would. seen yeah, a yeah, straight yeah. couple do. It, right. It's like, oh, I'm gonna give you a hug and a kiss, and then I'm right. gonna go. Like, it was so not like the world stopped and everybody looked. Right. It was there was just, no reactions because that's just, just not how, how the world is. was built. Yeah, yeah, which mm-hmm. was so cool. And like, if you watch that documentary after the parents, like the mom, the moms with kids who, um, yes, yes. Uh, have like. Uh, gay or lesbian children mm-hmm. or um, uh, somewhere else on the LBGTQ plus yeah, yeah. spectrum, they um, wrote in saying, you know, like, this show has meant so much and created a community mm-hmm. outside of the show as well yeah. and, like, seeing a place where our kids, like, where we can show this with our kids mm-hmm. and really enjoy mm-hmm. it has been. Yeah, so, nice. right. So it really, like, has had far-reaching impacts of that choice that they made mm-hmm. um, from the beginning. But um, in this scene, oh, the whole episode was... Um, David planning a surprise party for Patrick and inviting Patrick's parents, but that was, he then tells, mm, how did Patrick, how did they figure out, you remember, I didn't rewatch this episode, but 
David, when he invited Patrick's parents, he didn't know that they didn't know that he was Patrick's boyfriend. Yeah, they thought he was just his like co like business business partner. partner or because we find out, I think the episode like, like the next episode of the episode after that that Patrick had previously been engaged to a woman. So yes. his parents wouldn't have assumed that he right, was gay right, right, because right. he exactly. hadn't, he'd been dating this woman all right, right. for years. So, um, anyway, but the episode is funny and sweet, but once it gets to the part where the parents are like, he, Patrick is coming out to them and meeting Dave and all this stuff. It was just like super chill, super sweet. His parents were like, you're great. Like, you know, whatever, like we love you no matter what. So you know, great, David seems happy, whatever. It's, like, so, like, thanks for including us, like, whatever. Like, in this party, like, they just, like, it was, like, like everything but nothing. Yeah, 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 like yeah a beautiful yeah. accepting moment of, like... Right, right, right. Just Thanks easy. for letting us in on your life a little bit more. We love right. you that's now. the thing. It was more just, like, you're an adult, and we just want to be included. It yeah. was not, like, oh, my God, you're gay. Yeah. Right, like, no, no, no. It was more, yeah, just, like, we're thankful to be included. We, like, love you unconditionally all the time, so... I mean, any coming out, um, or even just, like, parent-child, like, reveal scenes. I'm not even going to just say coming out ones. But, like, any time where, like, the child is nervous to tell the the parent something and then it goes well, it's, like, always super emotional. Like, in Friday Night Lights when Julie and Tammy talk about sex and, like, like, Yes. And it's, like, so, like, when parents talk to their kids Mm -hmm. with, like, an ounce of respect, it really does go a long way because we did spend so long in, like, the TV universe where parents either weren't a part of the plot at all, or they were, like, manipulative and mean, and, like, they were too, they were the drama of the show, so they kept that engine going, and Uh people were scared of their parents, and I think over the last few years, we've definitely seen a step towards parents still being parents, but respecting their children, and, Mm -hmm. like, not trying to to change them. So I'm even thinking, like, the Dawson's Creek, when Jack came out, it was, like, terrible his parent his dad was like horrible to him mm-hmm. and like that's what we had been told for so long right. is that if these but so like I, I like that we're changing the narrative a little bit yeah. in terms of like p- parents and kids can be people who have conversations and it doesn't always end in tears yeah. and negative tears yeah i agree and what's yours so mine is a um alexis and ted moment mm. so their breakup in season six really got me mm-hmm. um also i did happy cry whenever alexis gave her speech at the lock and key at the end of season three or maybe no the end of season four when she does the singles event and ted mm. oh like runs God. in and kisses yes. her i just started sobbing for that like oh, i started sobbing I when patrick and david did their first i love you and like yes. patrick was like i know this is going to overwhelm you but like whatever yes. and they're like yes, you're my yes, mariah yes, yes, carey yes. yes but back to my actual heartbreak mm-hmm. not happy tears so, when they broke up, I was really, really sad for Alexis mm-hmm. because she was doing the right thing. Yeah, it was, like, mature like, It for was both the them. most mature breakup that we've yes. seen in this show especially, but kind of overall in that, like, you can't turn down your dream job and, like, I can't move to the Galapagos, mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. we just can't date. But then the next episode starts and she's, like, kind of fine and I was, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then, so this is the episode where, John, where she's dating the older man hmm. and Johnny gets him to break up with her. Yes. And... Alexis is, like, kind of upset about it and talking to Johnny, and she starts, like, sobbing, mm-hmm. and she's like, I lost him. Like, mm-hmm. I loved him so much, and he broke up with me, and Johnny starts comforting her, and that's when I started crying, because I was like, these two people have come so far, yeah. and sometimes you just need, like, a parent to, like, tell you right. that it's gonna be okay, and 
you would have never thought that these kids would need that. Mm-hmm. And so I think in particular, that scene really got me. And then you and I were talking about this a little bit before the pod, before we started recording, but um, the moment where um, David realizes that he needs to stay in Shit's Creek and they're sitting in front of that house because mm-hmm. Patrick is just a good person and went yeah. to the door and said, if you're going to sell it, yeah. call me. And he realizes that all of his friends in New York weren't his friends. Yeah. Um, I just love that moment, too. Yeah. Sorry, that was a lot of I mean, it was sad whenever uh, all of David's... David's story is sadder than Alexis's. Because he constantly realizes that his friends weren't his friends. Yes. Because he now has true friendship with Stevie and with Patrick and... Yeah. Arguably now with Alexis. Like, mm-hmm. he's able to see what yeah. friendship is. So I completely agree that yeah. he he also, I think, is the most introspective. Yeah. Where he'll be like, wait, that wasn't that wasn't what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do. Like, he, I think he thinks back on his previous life more fondly because mm-hmm. I think he stayed in one place for longer. Yeah. From what we were to And not to, told. like, therapize them, these siblings either, but, like, between the two of them, like, Alexis is definitely the more, like easygoing Mm -hmm. social like has and those things can be related I think like if you are less concerned about whether or not people like you you'll just go to the party right right and you'll just like go meet those girls for lunch and then so then you kind of start to have friends that way but if you're if you have like social anxiety or like other like stressors in your life like I think it can be harder to reach out to people or to go to the party and talk to the strangers or whatever, whatever. And so I think that's how the two of them before the like show started, like them before we met them sort of started to drift into their camps of like Alexis is a socialite and David has friends that are shitty. Yeah. Well, I, I also think through the show we were able to see that David craved that family together. Yeah, he likes stability. More. Like he needs the stability. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. There was one scene, I think in, in an earlier season, maybe season two when they're talking, Alexis is saying another one of her insane things that happened to her. And David was like, who do you think was like worried out of their mind that you were, you know, off doing right. Or who rescued you? Like who called, like who did you call? Like, right. Cause she was like, okay, I I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but she might've been like, yeah, you guys, I was missing for three weeks and, and it, or it took three weeks for someone to find me. And he was like, yeah. Who do you think went looking? Like it was me, not our parents. Like, Something like that. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it was definitely like he had rescued her and she didn't even know it or like had started the ball or whatever on it. So like, I think that, that like to your point, what you're saying about their personalities, I think David had always wanted this stability of something. He He just didn't know it because he didn't think it was possible. More stable and like, he just needs a few good people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Alexis got there because in the finale or in one of the later episodes, she's like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm almost glad we lost our money. Yes. Like, I, I, I can't believe I yeah. just get to pop in here and say hi to my mom. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. So to change it up a little bit, mm-hmm. I think we've both probably talked about them, but mm-hmm. um, what was your turning point? I think ours both was in the first episode. Yeah, mine was in the first <laughs> episode. Um, when <laughs> And the, the cold open, when the agent is splain, explaining what's happening to the family um, and, like, what's going on with their assets, and he says, you get to retain two assets, and Moira says, the kids... Yeah. <laughs> she has no clue. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> but what was your 
yours? Um, so mine was when they were fighting and just yelling, you get murdered first. <laughs> no, you get murdered first. I was no, like, you get murdered first. <laughs> I was like, well, I definitely have to see the next one. And then probably my, like, turning, turning point from the show was the uh, billboard in the town when they're mm-hmm. like, we have to change the mm-hmm. billboard. And he don't takes worry. everybody to look at it. And he's like, don't worry, it's a sister. And then they God. add that. And then the little callback to that at the uh-huh, end where yeah. it was the Rose family. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are probably my two, like, turning point mm-hmm. scenes. So now we can bop into the best and oh, worst. Oh, okay, oh I already so talked sorry. about it. No, I, I forgot that I had also put in here um, for the show, which we already talked about, was end of season one. And Alexis, like, finishes her community service and becomes friends with Matt and then actually, like, confronts him about her feelings. Which is kind of when we start to see Alexis be a little bit more, like, responsible for her emotions. Like, invulnerable. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so that is sort of, like, I think the beginning of Alexis's emotional growth. As a character, so, I mean, I already said a bunch about earlier, but, um... Yeah, like, the turn... Like, for the show, like, if you're not, like, bought in, like, you gotta, like, wait till the end of season one. Yeah. So, (laughs) now we can kind of move into the best and worst B-plots. I, again, have quite a list. Mm -hmm. Do you have quite a list, or do you just want to name yours and then all of them? Um, yeah, I I have a a shorter list. Um, so, for best, as I've said before, Moira on putting... Being put on the city council was brilliant. Alexis working at the vet clinic, <laughs> I loved from start to finish. Like, uh-huh. that was brilliant. It was funny. It was amazing that she, like, t- would take, like, three-hour lunch. Like, Alexis working is how I picture myself working sometimes, where it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, or she does what I wish I could do. Like, yeah. which is be bad at your job, but it doesn't matter because you're, like, cute and, like, the, whatever. Like, my personally favorite part of the her working at the vet's office is when she is quitting mm-hmm. and Ted's like, okay, great. Right. There's tons of people who want this job. And she was like, what? Like yeah. she had no clue <laughs> she had no, that like anyone would want to work And then there. like interviewing people like, like oh, they were like really qualified. qualified. <laughs> yes. Oh She's my like, oh, God. I just finished high school. Like, right. like just now. So, um, I thought David opening his own store was really, well, I thought David getting the job at the boss barn was excellent choice mm-hmm. of like expanding the world. And then David opening his own store was, like, a perfect segue into him having his own thing. And also, of course, through that we got Patrick, oh. um, who... Best addition to... XOXO, love Patrick. Best um, addition to a cast later in the series, season run, the show yes. run, than any show I can think of. What a great late ad, for sure. And then, I love literally all of Patrick's plots, but especially yeah. the, like, surprise meeting of his ex... Who, in that episode, if you guys will remember, Alexis meets in town. We don't know who she is. And then they all end up at this barbecue together. And that's how we find out. They do the whole, like, wait, wait. Like, oh my god. Like, we're both here. How do you know this girl? And Alexis is like, the fuck you mean? How do you two know each other? And, like, everyone's, it just blows up. Which, we love a family dinner. (laughs) Yes. Well, and also, what I love about that is... Alexis kind of just felt bad for her because she was like, I keep texting my ex and he won't answer or whatever. Yes. And Alexis is like re-fallen in love with Ted, but he's dating Heather. Yes. And so she just bonds with her because she's like, I like also feel yeah, bad yeah, yeah, for, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. 
If I can fix her, maybe it'll be like good karma. Yeah, type yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. And then it ended up being no, for sure. Patrick. Um, and then I also love all again. These are all like super general, so apologies. But anytime that there's an episode where part of the plot is the parent focus on the parents trying to become better parents, mm-hmm. I thought was always funny, and of course like added depth to the show. One of my favorite ones was the enchilada scene. Not play it now, but we will talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it later. Um. Okay, your turn. Okay, so I have quite a few. I do have a few least favorite parts, but we'll do that. I have a few least favorite parts, so we can, yeah, save them. So, um, as you already mentioned, David working at the blouse barn, but the, in particular, B-plot that I loved was when they, the Australian blouse barn is, like, suing them and they pretend to be lawyers, but they don't know what they're doing, but they somehow get... They still win. They still win, which was amazing. Um, (laughs) so, one of my favorite B-plots, and it kept coming up in a way that, like, felt natural to the show was when stevie and david hooked up with the same guy yes and then he keeps like randomly he'll randomly pop in an episode but my favorite part of that which i guess i maybe should have said earlier was in particular when david hooks up with him at the motel Mm -hmm. and like alexis comes back early and is like oh like who's this and then like johnny and moira are like oh are y'all home and they like all walk in and they're like what the fuck is going on Um, it's like that scene in the goldbergs yes that cold open oh my god yes yes i know exactly what you're talking about i love it when like something that's supposed to be part becomes the whole cast yeah yeah. also any scene with all four of the family members is just next like top notch yeah yeah yeah. um so you already mentioned alexis working at the vet's office yeah but one of the b plots within the vet's Mm -hmm. office is when they're trying to get more like money for the vet's office or whatever, and so they're doing a live stream of the rabbits, oh and then Ted strips down. Yes, <laughs> like change or something. Yeah, just amazing. Um, you already mentioned it, but Moira's nudes. Mm-hmm. Um, David needing to pass his driver's test. Hilarious. <laughs> um, Alexis going back to high school. Mm-hmm. Yes, that Brilliant. was amazing. Alexis getting lice might be one of the most <laughs> underrated B plots. Because Moira being like, we're going to have to shave her head and she can't use one of my wigs. (laughs) And then also you get to see the truly, like, sweet side to Ted, which we see the whole time. Like, Ted's never a bad. Okay, but, like, Ted round one is pathetic. Yeah, Ted round two. Ted round two is also hotter in season two, so that helped. Yeah, he, like, got a little bit more of a tan and, like, kind of came back. His haircut was a little more, like, trendy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him a fade. And before he was just kind of, like, floppy. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, like... Kind of cute. Like, the cutest guy in town, but not like, oh, he's actually hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. He came back hot in season two. Uh Uh-huh. So when Patrick and David have their store open and those teens keep coming in and, like, complimenting them. And Alexis is like, no, they're stealing from you. (laughs) Anytime Alexis figures something out and everybody else is surprised that they didn't get there. Um, Like, like the escape room. room. Oh, my God. In, like, two seconds, she's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And this, this thing, this... Um, like Indian symbol means this. So we have to find a pyramid. Symbol. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's an Egypt. She's like, and here it is. And here it is. And here it is. Okay, great. Like, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I just want to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the ropes course where that David makes them all do because he takes that weird personality <laughs> test or like the couple quiz that tells him that his relationship with is boring. Is yeah, boring. out of like a Cosmo or something. And then Alexis is like, oh, well, he got like exciting, and they do mm-hmm. this whole episode, which is when they yell, "Eat glass." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, then at the end of it, Alexis is like, we got the same thing. That test is just rigged. Like, the test yeah, is yeah, just yeah. broken. When Johnny thinks that Ted's mom is hitting on him and all of them keep saying <laughs> a whisper of desire, like, throughout <laughs> the entire episode, great. When David has to play baseball. Yes. The cabaret mm-hmm. B-plot, it was really nice to see Stevie have a storyline mm-hmm. outside of the motel 
I think that the cabaret storyline really softened Moira mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit more because she had been, in my, I just don't necessarily love the way Moira speaks to the people in the town. Like, I think. Yeah, she's con- so condescending to them. It, like, it's really all the time. belittling. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah. And so I thought the cabaret was, like, a nice thing. Yeah. It also gave us a little bit of Alexis and all of those other great <laughs> things. And the beginning of, like, the Stevie David uh-huh. having more of, like, a friendship, which I yes. think the Stevie David Patrick friendship is uh-huh. really, really cute. Yes. Um, And, like, realistic also, I feel. Yeah, the housewarming party where they play spin the bottle uh-huh. and Jason and Ted kiss. Like, he's dying. Oh, my God. Um, David peeing the bed. <laughs> the Crows premiere. Uh-huh. Moira's Rosé. <laughs> and it being terrible, but a very smart way to bring back her uh-huh. blur finger, uh-huh. whatever. Alexis actually signing everybody up for a cult. I don't know if maybe yes. it's because I've watched a lot of cult documentaries <laughs> lately, but like Twyla being like, I was just trying to help you out. And then us finding out that Twyla won $92 million She's in like the really, lottery. really, really rich. Yes. Um, I, you already said this, but Alexis being freakishly good at the escape room. Um, Alexis dating the older man and Johnny like freaking out and being mm-hmm. overly protective mm-hmm. of it. And then just the David's wedding disaster mixed with the fact that, like, he got a happy ending from the masseuse. And, like, Patrick didn't get mad, but was definitely like, why the fuck would I do that (laughs) on our wedding day? And David was like, you said you wanted me to relax. And Stevie being like, was it good? And him being like, like, doing, like, a lot of face stuff. And Patrick being like, well, it's going to be a weird story to tell. (laughs) Our kids. Our kids. So did you have any shipping in this, or should we go straight in? I have some shipping. Um, Or do we want to do worst and then shipping? What are you thinking? uh, I didn't. I didn't really make a separate shipping one. Um, so I did because I just like different pairings of people okay, okay, on the yeah. show. Let's hear so yours. Alexis and Twyla love any scene they're in together. Uh-huh. David and Stevie obviously are great. Uh-huh. Johnny and Alexis I enjoy, and same with David and Moira. Like I, I know that that's like yeah, we're David and Moira to is like those pairings better. Gold. And then Stevie and Johnny together, uh-huh. which almost makes up for how much I don't like Roland. Oh my god! So that leads into my worst. B plots, which is just anything that Roland does. Any scene that Roland's in, particularly is hard for me to watch. the ones where he's eating while he's talking. Ew. Um, and then I made a note. So like, I don't like it when Jocelyn and Roland are so tone deaf to what's going on around them, and like yeah. barge in places because uh-huh. I like Jocelyn. Yeah, me too. But I don't like her in scenes with Roland. It's like she's no. a completely different person when she's mm-hmm. with Roland than when she's mm-hmm. with the Jazzy Gals or with mm-hmm. David even. Mm-hmm. Like when she has him talk to that kid at high school because she's like, you look like you had a hard yes. high school, but then like this gay kid's like thriving mm-hmm. in high school. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's um, what I was was doing because I think Jocelyn's a great foil mm-hmm. for Moira and David to like the air quotes like real world of this town. Mm-hmm. But I just hate Roland. I hate Roland so much. Like, it's hard for me to even focus on the scene, because I'm just like, he's so gross. Like, so gross. And so obnoxious. And, yeah, like you said, so just toned up to, like, the scene. Uh-huh. Like, he doesn't read the room, and it never changes. Like, they have zero growth in for the show. Lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even, like, when he went in, like, when they went to that business pitch, I was like, why the fuck would you even bring Roland? Like, how is he your know. business partner? Yeah. Like, how do you want... Okay, yeah, I guess he does, like, kind of stand up for Johnny at the very end, but I'm like, it doesn't make up for six fucking seasons of you. Well, and, like, even, like, we were kind of warned about him in the pilot when he won't leave and he's, like, uses the bathroom and then he, like, watches mm-hmm, TV mm-hmm, and Johnny's mm-hmm. like, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first time when I was like, oh, okay, they can say fuck on right. CBC and Pop TV. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I just particularly don't enjoy any... Mm-mm any Roland scene, like, even when they're trying to sell the town and they have the dinner, because they did a lot more stuff at Roland and Jocelyn's house in the earlier seasons, mm-hmm. 
And I would always just be like, ugh. And, like, my favorite episode so gross. is, like, a caveat. Like, fast forward through every part of the Roland part. Yeah. Um, and a little bit in the same category, I also don't love... This is shallow, but I also don't love Bob. Oh, I love the way he runs. <laughs> With his arms. <laughs> I just, like, never really get what he's doing in any scene ever. Um, I don't mind him as, like, a side towns per like the way he makes like a one-off joke like we can use the car garage but like mm-hmm. leave a spot for whatever his wife's name because she's coming back Gwen but the episodes where he like with the auto shop was where mm-hmm. Johnny was working mm-hmm. at the auto shop and he did all that other stuff I was like fuck Bob how did you yeah. become like a Roland level in right yeah no same 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 um and then I honestly didn't care for Jocelyn getting pregnant I thought that the gag of thinking Alexis was pregnant was so fun. great but it almost felt like in a teen high school drama making somebody pregnant out of, like, a desperation for lack of plot. Which yeah. makes no sense. Like, why would you... And they even call it out in the show. It's She's in her 40s. She shouldn't have gotten pregnant. And I just thought it was a really weird thing for the show to do. Like, there's no babies on the show at all. Yeah. And then to have Jocelyn get pregnant, it was so... Why? I don't know. I will say the only part of that baby that I thought was funny is that they named the baby Roland Moira shit. So it's like Roland yes, Moira, Moira shit. shit. Yes. <laughs> I thought the like wordplay of that was yeah, funny. No, but no, no. It was. It, it didn't benefit the story. Like I guess in the baby sprinkle and like David having to like. I mean, they be a made better... it funny. And, yeah. You know, it just but... didn't. It didn't do anything for me. Like it, it was truly neutral. Yeah. Like it. It honestly would have even have been better if they had to like adopt this baby or like if it was Mutt that he kid. left yeah. yeah yeah something happened with Mutt because we also never see Mutt again yeah he just <laughs> um, goes with his girlfriend he gets his beard shaved and his then, girlfriend has a name and it's like Tennessee or like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it might be Tennessee actually uh, but yeah having to like having them because that would have even been like okay all the same things could have happened except for Jocelyn actually being pregnant which was again so weird because her other child was like 30 so mm-hmm. what yeah and it was her name was tennessee amazing um no i completely agree with everything you're saying though yeah but that's all my least favorites okay so should we bop into um can we take a quick break yeah let's take a quick break and we'll okay. be right back Alrighty. And we're back. Woo. All right, guys. So, Soph, do you want to go into your highlight stats? Sure. Um, favorite character is Alexis. Um, <laughs> hottest character is Mutt. I added a new <laughs> character. Um, AKA, the actor's name is Tim Razone. So I actually Rozone? watched a teen Rozone? drama from Canada whenever I was uh-huh. in high school. And you probably watched it too since we spent every weekend together. Yeah called Instant Star, where the girl essentially wins American Idol and gets a record deal. Do you remember that at all? No. Okay. So I was really into it, and so was my cousin, Mackenzie. I don't think she does this this podcast, but shame on you. (laughs) Um, And he was, like, the older guy in that. So I had a... It was super weird seeing him in this. Oh, he's 44 in real life. Yeah, that makes sense to me. (laughs) Just because I've seen him, like... (gasps) Yeah. He was old on the show. Mm -hmm. Like, he had to wait 15 years ago. It's actually a really weird show in that he, like was flirting with this girl, and they, like, just had to keep waiting for her 18th birthday. Like, they talked about waiting till her 18th Oh, my God. It was, like, a very interesting... A different time. The Canadian show Instant Star. 
Feel free to shoot us a DM so I can talk to someone about it because it was wild. Oh my god. Um, then we've got favorite relationship for mine is either Stevie and David or David and Patrick, mm-hmm. but honestly, Alexis and Todd, um, round two. Right, right, right. Also, though, underrated Johnny and Moira's relationship is really great. Like, they never use their relationship as a, like, plot device. Like, they don't use it for drama. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they almost negative never drama. Fight. No, right. They're not, and, like, they're always on the same team. They're not always on the same page, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they don't use a riff between them for drama. Like, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. really appreciate. Um, I guess my favorite season was either three or four, but, like, honestly, kind of a tie. They're all great. Five is amazing because we get more Patrick. Ooh, ooh. Um, and then favorite episode. Okay, I picked three. <laughs> okay. Um, four, seven, which is the barbecue, wherein Patrick comes out. We talked about that already. But the whole episode is fab. Um, three, thirteen, which is grad night. Um, which is Alexis graduating from high school and, um, she thinks nobody's going to be able to come. And then like Ted shows up, the jazzy gal show Like, it's just like a really sweet mm-hmm. episode. Um, and then two, one, which is <laughs> called Finding David, which is like on pretty much any list of Shit's Creek is the funniest episode of the show, which yeah. I don't know if it should be so undisputed. Like it is really funny, but like. A lot of the episodes are super funny, so I don't necessarily totally agree that this is, like, definitively the funniest episode, but it it is super fucking funny. And the image of David in the field with his <laughs> helmet laying hoodie that has a mohawk. Um, and, like a and a pitchfork. And the Amish woman, like, trying to work in the background, like... And they're like, take him. <laughs> is just... Yeah, and the, how angry the Amish family is. Like, the whole thing is just, like... So funny. And I think it is genuinely what most of us picture when, like, running away from your family. Like, yeah. like oh, this other family, like, is going to adopt me. Like, in the countryside, my whole life is going to be different. Like, yada, yada. Um, and I have two quotes from this episode. And also somebody kept a David count. Um, how many times Alexis says David in all the episodes. And on this time, she says David 12 times in this <laughs> one episode. Um, but <laughs> at the beginning, Moira, when she screams about her also Moira's screams are a running gag that I didn't mention but so fucking funny Moira figures out the bag is her brown bag is missing Mm -hmm. and she says she's explaining to Johnny why she's freaking out and she says the bag's been passed down through all the women in my family in case they ever need to leave their husbands and Johnny says well that's reassuring Moira and she says no John I'll never need it but you know Alexis well yeah probably more than once (laughs) says Johnny (laughs) Okay, they're in the car going to look for, because they figured out what David is. And Alexis says, do I have to remind you of the time I was taken hostage on David Geffen's yacht by Somali pirates for a week? (laughs) (laughs) And then um, Stevie interrupts Johnny and Moira actually after that first quote I said about, I'm not doing this chronological, sorry. And um, she's like, what are you guys doing? And Johnny was like, oh, we're just looking for something valuable. And Stevie says, your son? (laughs) He's like, well, no, a brown bag, as a matter of fact. Well, our son, yes. <laughs> Just the fact that the bag was like the reason they started to look for David, David is so funny, and it just 
God, that episode is fucking hilarious. So that's the one that, like, I, well, I'll, I'll put Shit's Creek on sometimes, like, when I'm at my parents, and that's always the episode I watched to the point where a few weeks ago I was with my dad, and I put it on, and he was like, my mom was like, oh, I love Shit's Creek, and my dad was like, yeah, I've seen this episode, like, seven times. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's ever seen another, another episode. episode. Um, but you had texted me about, like, kind of our format for how we were going to do this show, mm-hmm. just because it's a little different, and that it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were prepping for this, you were like, and we're going to talk a lot about 201, and so I yeah. didn't add this in my quotes, but it doesn't look like it's on your list, oh. but when, um, David shows up, when they show up to save him, and they're like, we didn't know where you went, and he's like, I, I texted, texted Alexis. Alexis! And Alexis being like, so I didn't respond to one, one text. text. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my god, so that great. was so funny. I mean, the whole—I mean, the whole, that's the thing. The whole episode is like wall-to-wall comedy. So I didn't want to like regurgitate. No, no, the whole I know. Thing. But yeah, I mean, it's everyone go and watch it. It's it's great. So funny. All right. So my stats. So my favorite character is either Alexis or David. I know that's mm-hmm. like whatever. But like every time I would when I was watching it, I would be like, okay, it's definitely Alexis. And then David would do something, I'd be like. Okay, so it's definitely David, <laughs> but uh, definitely, and you can tell throughout this that they're my two favorite. Um, my favorite relationship is obviously for me, Patrick and David, like, just, uh-huh. tr- they truly love each other and accept each other. Favorite season, I I really think I could have picked any season. Yeah. Um, there was no wrong answer, but I went ahead and went with four, because that's like the David and Patrick of it all, Alexis is in love with Ted, but not dating Ted, which I actually think was really needed for her character to, like, yeah, not just to be, um, get in love with him. On like, the lower hand. Yeah. Up, yeah. Um, this is when Moira starts to kind of grow a little bit and make more efforts to be there for Alexis. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie and Johnny go into, like, official business together, I think, in this one. The pregnancy test, which I already said, that condom joke is my favorite. <laughs> Asbestos fest, amazing. The open yeah. mic. Patrick's ex-fiance, the eventual makeup, and the serious, like, shift for Patrick and David's relationship. All that happens in season four, so mm-hmm. that's that. And then, okay, so my favorite episode, I kind of went with a uh, different approach, but we make the rules. So, because I don't really think there's any bad episodes, I went with the one that I think is personally underrated okay. of my favorites. That's smart. So, it's season four, episode four, Girls' Night. Okay. So, this is the one where... um it has two of my so the the C plot is David is Roland and Johnny and I'm just gonna tell you right off the bat I fast forward through it every yeah. time like I but the David storyline and the Alexa storyline are both my favorite okay. so this is the one where David um so Stevie and Patrick team up to make David compromise because he thinks he can compromise so they move the plungers from the back of the store to the front mm-hmm, of the store and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of it boils down to the fact that he's like, and I don't like my boyfriend's shoes. Mm-hmm. And Stevie's like, I think my work's here is done. And they like finally admit that they're like kind of boyfriends. Yeah. And um, it also has a great quote from David where he says, like Beyonce, I excel as a solo artist. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just really like the dynamic of Stevie and Patrick to make yeah, uh, David uncomfortable. Yeah. But the reason that this is my favorite episode is because of the Moira Alexis Twyla of it all. So it has one of the best cold opens I've ever seen on this show ever, which we will play in about a minute. But Moira convinces Alexis that she kind of needs to go out again because she's back in love with Ted and like it's hitting her really hard or whatever. And Moira goes and talks to Twyla at the cafe about it. And they have an exchange that is truly iconic where Moira's like, I'm sure you don't know this Twyla, but like. Alexis is really upset about Ted and Heather, and she's like, you know, I know, like, Alexis is an open book. Mm-hmm. I think Moira says something to the effect of, like, she's kind of private or a closed book. Yeah, yeah. And Twyla says, really, I've always thought of her as an open book. Uh-huh. And Moira says, an, a closed book that opens right up when you knock it off the shelf. And then it also is the, <laughs> we should stop talking about this gossip, is the devil's yeah. telephone of this. 
Um, but as I said, the greatest cold open in the history of the show, in my opinion. So, Sophie, if you want to play the clip, um, it's called So Many Wrong Things in a Row. So, we're at the motel. Mm-hmm. Alexis, I stumbled upon Ted in the cafe this morning. He sends his regards. It's nice. What did he say? Nothing. We merely exchanged familial smiles. He seemed quite taken with an older woman, so I thought best not to intrude. Ain't that for him? I mean, that could have been anyone, though, right? Like a mother or a close friend. They were canoodling in the banquet for all to see, so I'd be rather concerned if that were his mother, <laughs> David. Um, in other news, I recently discovered that I'm allergic to pitted fruits. Canoodling? <laughs> um, did she have, like, a braid in her hair? David's, like, no, shaking his head no now. No braid. Uh, look more like thick, healthy hair woven <laughs> together loosely. Well, he's still dating Heather. I know, it's crazy. I believe that was her name, Heather. Okay, do we have somewhere to be? <laughs> Alexis, he doesn't still hold any interest for you? No, it's not as if you've been spending all your time holed up in your room alone. <laughs> no, I'm just, like, taking time for me. Mm-hmm. Good, that's the most important relationship of all. Don't you give another thought to Ted and his striking older lover. Okay. <laughs> I am going for a jog. Okay, um, but you're in like a day dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, <laughs> one after the other, consecutively, in a row. Ted, <laughs> how was I to know that Ted would be such a trigger all these years later? A year later, she is like right back in it so you might want to pay a little more attention to your daughter's life if only to alleviate the weight of me having to deal with it every day <laughs> oh i i did call that other woman charming didn't i striking i believe was the word <laughs> you used to describe ted's new girlfriend who isn't alexis well to my credit she was <laughs> I just think it's so funny and you're able to see just how much David mm. does protect Alexis yeah. and like kind of is really all the time so what was also amazing about that scene is okay it's, it's David a- da- okay you need to watch it because David what's <laughs> happening is Alexis is sitting at the table and Moira is standing in front of her and David is standing behind Alexis. So she, Alexis can't see David. And so he's trying to like, like, you know, do all these hand gestures to get Moira to stop what, like this line of questioning. And she's just like not receiving it like as usual. And like somehow just, makes it worse every time. Makes she it worse. And David is like so exasperated uh-huh. also by like how, dumb where is being it's amazing and i will say that like when that episode so that aired on pop i watched it on pop and so like i watched it and before i started the episode i rewatched that scene again because mm-hmm. i there's something about it that's so <laughs> just so funny to me so i know that's a very random episode to pick and not like i don't no, think it, no. it's not on any list it's not whatever but underrated works under it's just an under under appreciated episode and that's also when moira explains that, like, if you put, like, your finger down a guy's back, you'll get them to leave with you, and Twyla does it to, like, three guys, and one of them does, so she's gonna go home. So it's, like, the true beginning of, like, in my opinion, the, like, social Twyla in, mm-hmm. um, I almost called her Annie, Twyla yeah. in Alexis' rela- relationship. So that's it. So if we want to switch on over to our single best scene, mm-hmm. Sophie, drum roll. Please. All right. Okay. 
I too, because I have problems. I have free honorable mentions. Okay, great. So we're just we make our own rules. Okay, we make our own rules. Okay, so the first one we actually touched on earlier, but it's in the singles night episode, Mm -hmm. um, where Alexis is. It's in season four, episode twelve. It's singles week, and the setup is. Alexis is, you know, actually running this event. It was her idea. She got it off the ground. Like, she is really owning this whole thing. So, she's coming into her own. Was that clip that you said, was that season four that we just watched? Yes. Okay, So, yes. she had spent Same the whole season, season. Right, in love with Ted. Yeah. Um, and, but from afar. And the scene where Ted finds out that Alexis is in love with him is great because it, it accidentally is David. Yes. Who, like, has this weird heart-to-heart with him after uh-huh. Patrick says he loves him, which is one of the all-time yes. greatest moments, and then goes to Ted uh-huh. to bring him some, like, awkwardly sized box. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It like, kind of is, like... It has to do with... Sing- it's the same ep- episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just want to um, Yeah, yeah. It's the same context. episode where, um, you know, that's perfect, because there's dogs. Like, the dogs... There's a dogs up for adoption, maybe, or something like that, and David has to take pet sweaters to <laughs> Ted yes. for the whatever event that is happening, and so when he's doing that, he's already, like off his kilter because of the I love you that just happened. So then he sort of, like, emotionally pays it forward or, like, really emotion dumps onto Ted as, like, the next person he smashes into, basically. Yeah, that's Um, one of my, like, uh, honorable mentions, so I'm glad we're talking about it for years. Well, then you should talk about it. Well, no, just the fact that I love you scene, how they, like, do it when David's super off guard uh-huh, and then, like uh-huh. you're my Mariah Carey of it yes. all. Yes. And then that's that's it. I mean it was just an honorable yes. mention. Like no no no. Should be well included. I also again this show is how I picture my life. Like I am David and I need the straight man Patrick also but like understands mm-hmm. that it's this not only is it gonna be easier for everybody if I do this big emotional moment at an unexpected time. They, it's not what they would choose, but I know it's best for them, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, like he, but like, like not, you don't have to say it back. Yes, because yes. I know I'm catching you off guard. Exactly. You just need to know this so that you can then yes, yes, go on whatever. But I, what I appreciate the most is that Patrick minds the comedy in it. Uh-huh. Like he knows, like he's laughing because he knows what he's doing. Like totally. Like, <laughs> He's glad he was going to do the I love you, but, like, also that he minds the comedy. It's just, like, I need someone who can do that for me because, like, it's so fucking funny. And I just, like, love that it's both. Like, it can be both, right? The moment can be really sweet, but also, like, he's getting a laugh out of it. And, like, they'll look back and laugh. Like, they'll both laugh at it in hindsight. I think that's also the scene that starts with him asking for an iced tea and David doesn't bring him one. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I'd ask for that. And he's like, oh, I drink it. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, should we pull that, actually? Maybe we can just watch it and cut it later. I want to watch it now. Yeah, no, no, definitely. <laughs> You've been going to the gym because that looked effortless. <laughs> it's just a very awkwardly shaped box. But yes, I haven't. Thank you for noticing. So, uh, what is this? Um, this is a box of dog sweaters that Alexis has asked me to drop off at Ted's for the pet adoption thing for Singles Week. So, wh- what's it doing here then? I was just wondering what your day was looking like. I'm not dropping the box. Okay, I know, but it would just save me so much distress. Oh, are you in distress? <laughs> yes. The whole situation with Alexis and Ted right now is very awkward and cringy. Alexis told him she loved him. Wow. Well, good for her. It's, it's not easy putting yourself out there like that. 
Okay, sure. I just think it would be less awkward for all of us, especially considering Ted now knows that I know that he knows if you maybe took the box. I'm not taking the box. So relatable. I still have to unpack all of these products for Singles Week that you bought. Then I guess I'll just take the box and go with it. This is moving up to my favorite. I know. What you're doing is very brave, very generous. I don't want to add more stress to your day, <laughs> but I love you. Anyways. <laughs> so you just said that to me for the first time, knowing that it would make my day more stressful. That's correct. I've never said that to anyone else, aside from my parents twice and one time at a Mariah Carey concert. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. And I don't expect you to say it back to me right now. You say it when you're ready. It just felt right to me in the moment. You're my Mariah Carey. <laughs> that compliment could bring me to tears, but I'm not gonna let it. <laughs> so, I would like to thank you for all the wonderful things that you said. Okay. <laughs> Give me a tea while you're off. I will get you a tea. Um, would you mind just not looking at me while I take this box out of the room? Because I don't want you regretting any of the nice things that you just said to me. Hey, look away, please. <laughs> please. That went well. I mean, honestly, that's such a great... I almost feel like we should say it so in case we keep this in. Okay, wait. Keep it in. Also keep the episode up because we're going to watch the... Because my... Um, okay, that... Is that now the single best scene? Oh, my God. <laughs> so for those of you who missed somewhere along the way, I don't know where we're going to edit or cut this out, <laughs> but Patrick's first I love you to David is... Arguably, maybe single best scene, single best scene. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Patrick telling David that he's. I just, it, like, I teared up again watching it. That was amazing. It's so funny. It's and it was so, so like on brand for both of them. Like yes. it wasn't either of them out of their element. It wasn't either of them doing some stereotypical thing. Like it was so right. And I love that they let David have like a full David moment mm -hmm. before so that you know yes. Patrick's never trying to change him. Patrick's 100 percent Patrick loves it's David. like I love you at your worst. Yes. <laughs> and so which I think is really refreshing for the show because yeah. for a long time David is a lot. He I like, mean he's a lot the whole time. He's like, yeah, so it's it's really nice that they gave him someone that just like loves him through all of that. And I yeah. think that scene him, you know, talking about the emotional distress of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dropping off dog sweaters. I mean, okay, what's really interesting is that David, I mean, he, I guess, becomes a little bit more empathetic. Yeah. Obviously, like, his relationship with Patrick, like, and Stevie, like, totally soften him. soften him up. But he really remains pretty consistent in, like, him being dramatic about things and, like, whatever. But, so, they had, they his partner ends up being someone who is just... Like, as is, like, I'll take you, David. Whereas Alexis had to, like, really grow a lot to get to the place where her and Ted, like, she could date Ted and it was even footing and that relationship, like, was good. I, I think, think that's interesting. Yes. Like, an interesting choice of, like, two paths. Do you yes. know what I mean? And I think they talk about it a lot because David says, like, a few times, or I don't know if he ever explicitly says it, but, like, he felt unlovable. Like, he didn't mm -hmm, feel like mm -hmm, any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, Alexis might not have had 
good friends, or we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, like, I don't think she ever, she always thought that she was, like, the hottest one in the relationship. She never dated anybody for a long time. Right. She just kind of, like, had sex with strangers and, like, did whatever. Really, like, like, a few weeks with one guy, a few weeks with a different guy. Yeah, and so I think that she never was afraid of not having someone. Yeah. She just didn't know she could love someone the way she, like, fell in love with Ted. Right, and also couldn't have him. Patrick always, or David always craved, Was always afraid. That level level of stability that Alexis yes. didn't think that she needed. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good point. Okay. So um, I don't know where we are in our. Okay. Thing. So I interrupted you okay. Well, day. that was that. Well, that was supposed to be the setup to my single best scene, <laughs> but that ended up maybe being the new single best scene. But at the end of the episode, um, Ted, <laughs> we just watched the whole fucking episode. <laughs> but um, David goes and like has this whole moment with. Tad, as we mentioned, and then at the very end, once they're doing the singles night event in the, like, it's like a speed dating round in the, um, cafe, which Alexis kind of, like, whisks in and pulls together and, like, really, like, she really crushes it, and so she's already doing, like, super great on her own, like, doing her businesswoman things, like, boss girl, etc., um, and so she starts the speed dating and... Um, then Tud, like, swoops in and reappears, and you're like, oh my god! Um, it's so, really sweet. I'm just gonna play it, it from the beginning of this scene. Okay, since this one's not as funny, I'm sure we'll cut this, but... Yeah. People are clustering, and you don't want that. It's a little, like, round robin. Or musical chairs type thing. Because Moira was supposed to bring something. Yeah, Moira was supposed to bring locks or something. She was supposed to bring something, but, but Jocelyn went into labor, so they had to go deal with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she, Alexis had to improvise to do this. So also, like, so good. And then, the press went home. It's a shame they didn't get to see what you've pulled off. And um, actually, you may not be able to tell by the way those two are gazing into each other's eyes. They actually work for rival newspapers. Alexis, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I underestimated you. That's the other thing. It's, like, so sweet that Moira also, like... There's a lot more of me and you. And David's there David's to see there, it. David's there, yeah. What speech? Where she like talks about locks and keys and gets everybody excited to do this. Yeah, that. Well, because that was um the well the lock and key thing wasn't what Moira was supposed to bring. 
and yeah. then didn't show up with. So that's when they didn't end up doing the lock and key game, and so they did that instead. Anyway, just we love proclamations. Uh, love. Okay, arguably, okay, okay. I guess I'm changing. The Patrick one was way better. I know. I Patrick. did love that. I love that though because I am always rooting for Alexis, and I love Ted. So maybe that's why that one stuck in my mind. But I think that one also felt like a win for the viewers because we had watched her be yeah. in love with him so yes. long. But yes. the Patrick one is just so sweet. Yeah, and nobody's not coming, including um, obviously David. Yeah. Um, and then of course. Like, you can't talk about the show without talking about um, open mic. Uh, yep. When Patrick sings his song to David. And if you got through that episode without crying, like, you're a stone. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you need to start going to therapy. <laughs> because it was just, like, so sweet. And Moira was there. And it was just such this, like outward display of I love you that Maddie you were talking about earlier of David always being so insecure about like needing stability and so afraid of nobody's gonna love me because nobody has kind of you know what I mean and trapped in this whole thing of like who could I'm so ridiculous kind of his like insecurity yeah 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 all um, of that and so I also love Patrick that like just... Patrick didn't tell him that he was good like, Patrick didn't say, like, and I yes. didn't say. So David, <laughs> and he's like, like, no, and, like, clue, and, like, no practicing, no. And when he's like, I'd like to dedicate this to, like, a special someone, and David's like, huh? And he's like, David Rose. He, like, yells it into the mic. Yeah. So great. Okay, what is your... Sorry, I interrupted you with a sentence, though. Did you have more to say about Patrick? No, I was, I mean, no. Okay. That's what it is. So, I have a few honorable mentions that we've already talked about. Obviously, the I love you with Patrick. Yep. Brilliant. The Simply the Best with Patrick, wonderful. <laughs> and I actually think David Simply the Best, where he is, like, doing the olive branch, is really sweet. Yeah. And just an honorable mention. But, no, I mean, there was, like, a 0% chance that the single best scene for me wasn't going to be from Season 2, oh Episode 2, God. Family Dinner, The Fold in the Cheese. That episode God. is so funny from start to finish when Moira's convinced that she's made enchiladas before and the entire family is like, no, you fucking haven't. And we have the clip because I think it's even funny even if you can't watch it. I quote this all of the time. Yeah. I mean, you just can't make anything with cheese without, or or stirring without, like, saying Folding the cheese. It also, like, I think that that's a term that a lot of people who don't cook don't know either. So, like, it wasn't, like, whisk and they were whatever. But, like, folding the cheese is kind of just as... Like, it's kind of the, a weird cooking phrase that I even was like, what does that mean? It just, and like, it just means stirring it in right sure. as you go. Well, yeah, you it's like, like you, instead of mixing it, you, because mixing it sometimes like crushes the thing you're trying to mix in. Like, it's like when you have a liquid thing and you're adding something to it, like um, dried nuts, if it's like a baking thing or like there's in this case the cheese, it's trying to like keep the cheese together. So it's not, and so you like use a spatula and just like, kind of flop the Mix- mixture, mixture on top and incorporate it that way. It's just, like, a more gentle way to incorporate it instead of, like, it's just so you're not crushing, like, whatever the fuck it but is. But see, like, it is up to, like, the... the no, 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 it's pretty niche Fold in is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is niche You're making something fancy if... <laughs> if they're telling you to fold something fold, in. Yeah. But it's, like, another example that this is obviously not their recipe. But um, let's just play the clip because I don't even know if I have anything else to say except <laughs> okay. that I just love it so I much. I mean, it's just... It's, the it's just iconic. Yes, it's... Truly iconic. Okay, so now we're going to play the clip for, um, but I think probably both of our single mm-hmm. ones. And all of these are just one giant <laughs> mosh pit of whatever. But Sorry. this is the Fold in the Cheese from Season 2, Episode 2. A quarter cup at a time. A thin stream. It's supposed to be a thin stream. Blend it really uh-huh. well. 
Are you a burnt potato? That's not right. Okay, well, that's because I'm ladling and stirring at the same time, and you're just standing there. Now's not the time to lose focus, darling. This was your idea. You're the one who allegedly made the enchiladas. Yes, so try to keep up. Okay, next. Now's the time to sprinkle in the chili pepper flakes. We've already done that. When never are we on? Oh, my God, is this not your mother's recipe? <laughs> yes, and now I'm passing it on to you. So try to keep up. Um, oh, next step is to fold in the cheese. What does that mean? What does fold in the cheese mean? He folds it in. <laughs> I, I understand that, but how, how do you fold it? Do you fold it in half like a piece of paper and drop it in the pot, or what do you do? David, I cannot show you everything. Okay, well, can you show me one thing? <laughs> You just, here's what you do. You just fold it in. Okay, I don't know how to fold broken cheese like that. I don't know how to be any clearer. You take that thing that's in your hand, uh -huh. and you... If you say fold in one more time... It says fold it in. This is your recipe. You fold in the cheese then. Don't you dare. You fold it in. David! Oh, good. Now I see bubbles. David! What does burning smell like? <laughs> what does burning smell like? <laughs> um, anyway, I think that that's just like the epitome of the show. I think that's the scene I show people when they're not sure if they would like it or that I just like force people to watch or if I'm in a bad mood. Pretty much it all. There's no bad time to be reminded of the folded cheese. Yeah, it's... So it's great. Wonderful. Okay, so before we move on to what we know people are truly listening for, our personal recommendations, mm -hmm. I thought I would just remind our listeners of the Emmy wins that they won for yes. this season six, for season six for 2020. So they won Outstanding Comedy Series, Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series went to Daniel Levy as David Rose, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series went to Eugene Levy as Johnny Rose, Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy went to Catherine O'Hara as Moira Rose. An Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy went to Annie Murphy as Alexis Rose. They also won Outstanding Casting for a Comedy Series, Outstanding Contemporary Costumes for a co Comedy Series, which neither one of those were on the Emmys that we covered. But I did think it was important to note that, like, this casting is truly brilliant for the show and they did get recognized for it. Um, and their costuming, like, it's about damn time that someone got some money for the ridiculous way they dressed. And that was for, in particular, the happy ending episode, so the uh, David and Patrick wedding. They won Outstanding Director for a Comedy Series for the series finale, Happy Ending. And that was Andrew Sividicho, Sivid, I don't know how to say his last name, and Daniel Levy. And then they won Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. Dan won that for um, the series finale, Happy Ending. So those are all of their Emmy wins, which is kind of insane when you think about um, how they they swept every category and even, like, the ones that aren't um, on primetime. Yeah. But... The show really, like... And watching it, I was like, okay, good. Like, well-deserved. Like, yes. Annie in season... And I know we talked a little about my Moyer's career, but, like, the coming back to Sunrise Bay, mm -hmm. Annie breaking up and then being depressed and then bouncing back and, mm -hmm. like, everyone's story was so well fleshed out and developed that by the time I got to end like there was a moment when I was watching the the like last few episodes where I was like okay it's really unrealistic to me that like they everybody is working out and then I was like you know what this show deserves to just be a happy place yeah I right agree. like it started from shit like they lost all their money yeah. forever, and then to build it back Moira's gonna go do Sunrise Bay Johnny's mm -hmm. gonna move to Los Angeles with her and like do yeah. the 
motels, motels from there. Yeah. Stevie's gonna like travel around the world and open them up, but mm-hmm. still get to come home. Yeah. David and Patrick have that cute little cottage, yeah. and uh, Alexis will go off to New York and yeah. and work in PR. Like it really did. Well, it wasn't like all all happy. Like she's alone and yeah. like, doesn't have Ted, but she feels okay being alone, yes. which I yes. think is a like late twenty, early thirties. I will say I texted Sophie last night in all caps. The show is only supposed to have been three years. Yeah. Which is so insane to me yeah. that the show has, like, only took up space over three years. But I do think that someone in their late 20s, early 30s, like, the I, the goal is to be okay being alone for, I mean, if, you, if you're not married, I guess. I right, know, yeah. To, to be okay. But, all right, so, so now that we're kind of winding down here, mm-hmm. what is your recommendation for our listeners this week? My recommendation is on theme. Um, my friend Kristen, who often um does not listen to our podcast, so um, Publicly. hope you listen to this one, girl. Um, uh, she is a fellow graphic designer, and she made a Shit's Creek wall calendar for 2021. And I'm not sure when her presale ends. But she does have is doing a presale on it. Obviously, will sell it just regularly through her website afterwards. But you can find it through her Instagram at kj underscore creative, and then it has another underscore. It's the little icon is like peach colored, and it's just a cute little wall calendar she designed with all kinds of your you know favorite little Shit's Creek quotes and um, yeah. And for those of you who follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, what are you doing? Head over. But yeah. we used her graphic for our Ooh David. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is very talented. And, yes. and I, I think the stuff she puts out is really is really cool. So, yeah. And that's definitely right. Yeah, she does her. a lot of shit. And I don't really, I mean, stuff. we're not like. Yeah, yeah. I've met her a few times and I really like her, but it's not <laughs> like I'm. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> she did not ask me to do yeah, this. No, this is not paid <laughs> promotion. And in fact, as I've already mentioned, she's probably not even going to fucking hear this. So. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, what is yours? So my recommendation of the week is a documentary. It is um, available on HBO Max and it's called May at Last, A Portrait of the Avett Brothers. I have always really liked their, their the songs that I've known by them, but watching the documentary... One, I kind of just fell in love with both of them, um, and it was very cool to see the way that their music has, has grown and stayed the same and how personal these songs are to them. So if you're interested in songwriting or their type of music or just have an hour and a half to kill, I highly recommend it. It's, again, um, May It Last, a portrait of the Ava Brothers, and it's available on HBO Max. Amazing. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. Yes, I know this was you. a little bit of a longer episode, but that doesn't seem to matter. So yeah, truly, our our best. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Listen. You could have listened to like uh, watch like six episodes of the show at this point, and I would recommend, in fact, doing that. But and as I said, come over, comment on an Instagram mm-hmm. post, slide into our DMs. We would love to chat with y'all about mm-hmm. Shit's Creek. If we missed your favorite moment, or if we talk, whatever, come and come and talk to us. Yeah. All right. Bye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>